Well, it's wet and it's cold here in Christchurch, but some positive news coming out during the week from HRNZ that the funds are now allocated, the Intain and TAB funds were through to HRNZ and from HRNZ is Catherine McDonald and she joins us on the phone now to talk about what has happened over the week. Good morning, Catherine. I hope that you're staying warm and dry on this miserable Canterbury day. It is a miserable day, but yes, I am. Thanks, Matt. Let's talk about firstly the uh, the overall overview of the funding and, and how that the funds are allocated. How much money were you given, and, and then where has that kind of gone? Okay, we were given an additional seven point eight million, and then later on it, it came out to other parts, class four gaming, and an additional, we think around about four million dollars that hasn't been allocated yet because that was a one-off um, funding thing. But the, the 7.8 million has restored some of the uh, losses we had to cut last year. But it's gone 3. Point, I think 4 million has gone right across the base race stake at every level. And uh, the direction of the board and management was that it was the base races, the bottom end in particular, had to be well supported. Uh, there is some money that naturally goes to HRNZ costs because um, inflationary pressures plus what we now have to do under the Racing Act has changed. Um, and that uh, it means we have increased costs compared with other things that the old TAB used to, to do. And then there are also responsibilities for special projects around um, things like well-being, animal welfare, um, improving our driver, driver mentorship programs, all these sorts of things that have come out of it as well. But uh, and, and increases to race clubs for the, running the races and maintaining their facilities. So 85% in total has gone to race day, either in stakes or, or supporting clubs. Well, the, the most important thing, I guess, for everybody, and it's always the big talking point, Catherine, isn't it, is we want more stakes. Well, now we've got more stakes. Uh, let's talk about the big races, first of all, the race and the New Zealand Cup, which are our two richest races. What have you guys done there? What's the thought process been around how much should we be giving them? Should we be giving them more? Should we be giving them less? And how did you kind of settle on the amounts and what are the amounts to those bigger races? So for the New Zealand Cup, let's talk about it first. It's our biggest race day, and it's the biggest race day of any code in New Zealand. So it's where harness really shines. And it's our, so it's my most prestigious race, and it used to be worth a lot more and has been uh, slowly uh, reduced in stakes over years and hasn't had an increase for some time. So we wanted to recognise the fact that the New Zealand Cup is our most important and prestigious race out there. So we increased it by 150000 which takes it up to $750,000. Uh, that gives it the standing it needs to have and supports what is the best day of all codes in New Zealand. So that one was quite straightforward. With the race um, by Grins, the, the key thing with that is when we first put it out there, we didn't believe we had to put in additional funding. We thought it was going to be self-funded by slot holders. But as we've worked through and learnt more and uh, looked at other successful slot races, we've realised you have to contribute and support the club in doing what they need to do to put the stake at the right level um, to support those slot holders. So the slot holders have put in 750000 We've added another 150, which would take the uh, full funding to 900000 So if the club wants to run it at a million dollars, they will find the other 100000 I think the key thing here is that no other club around the country 
has to find additional stakes to run any of their races. The only one that's had to do that is Cambridge uh, for the race by Grimm. So uh, we wanted to go some way towards supporting that because it's a catalyst to a really successful autumn carnival up there. It brings horses from Australia. And I think what people don't understand is everybody in the country benefits because what we make on that race night comes into our earnings for the following year and how we get funded the following year. So, you know, our share, and it's important that we get our share. So it's, it has a vital place to play in, in our racing. Okay, just below those races, obviously, are the, the Country Cups kind of series, which, look, in my opinion, Catherine, over the last probably 12 or 18 months is, is one point of the industry that we have grown in, and it, that was, I guess, reflective in the Country Cups final, which was one of the most exciting spectacles that, that I've seen. Now, you've increased the stakes for the finals to $110,000. Is there any sort of review process that the group racing may come under for potentially a race like the Country Cups being able to go to, to Group 1 status? Well, what we're doing is once the... Um, new racing program settles down after probably three or four years. We're into year two now, well through year two, and it might be at the end of next year. I don't know. We will do a full review of all group races and their status. We just need that to settle down first and um, and determine that. I think it's a it's a it's a race worthy of uh, getting the appropriate status for those horses. Some people will say, well, it's not your top echelon. But the way I look at it is those horses are running round throughout the country on a consistent basis. It keeps them here and they are our future New Zealand and Auckland Cup fields. So they, it elevates them to stay in New Zealand and keep there. So we need to support them. Yeah, I, I thought it was like one of those old school New Zealand Cups from, from 20 years ago. There was a three-wide train the entire way. I'd just, just love to have one of those every week. Okay, one of the big talking points from the Entain partnership, Catherine, has been the two-year-old incentives. Can you give me a bit of a background on what's happening there? So we worked with Dean from Entain, and um, he was really, really keen to get two-year-olds up and racing earlier in the season and uh, support them because he felt that the breeder needed a return quicker than uh, they currently get. And so the idea was to give the bonuses to the breeder and the owner, so 8000 to the owner and 4000 to the breeder. And, you know, quite a majority of our people are owner breeders, so that's a $12,000 bonus. And then having those races in the first half of the year putting them in there will hopefully get two-year-olds up and racing earlier. They've switched on to the new season that all the big money's at the end of the season very quickly, the trainers, and so that's created um, a shortfall in the first half, I would say. But it's really to try and get a return back to the owner and the breeder as quickly as possible. And there is some proof out there, uh, some research, and there's probably others, but supports two-year-olds racing early. It helps their bone diversity, and then they will carry on racing later. So we think that's quite exciting. Okay, so $8,000 to the owner, $4,000 to the breeder. One of the things that really stood out to me, Catherine, was the NZ Bread bonus scheme. Talk to me about that. So we want to support stallions standing in New Zealand or have been bred in New Zealand. So bred and standing in Australasia, to be fair. And uh, when we look at it, is what could be incentivised people to support these, these horses? Because more often than not... Um, they're racing, they're a, bread, a lot of them are a bread and butter horses, but also they have the ability to go through the top. So 
by supporting them coming through and carrying on, you know, the likes of Royal Aspirations out there, it's supporting his progeny to uh, to race and get a payment at the beginning of the breeding season that hopefully the breeder will put back into breeding it more false and, um, and make it affordable for people. So I think one of the key things, if you look at is the fillies and mare scheme, uh, there's breeders, the Kiwi bread scheme, and then there's the two-year-old scheme. So the most advantaged of the whole lot is a two-year-old filly by a New Zealand bred stallion. Because if they race in the, as a two-year-old, they get a $12,000 bonus and they get the stake from the race. They get a $1,000 breeding credit to their name for when they finish racing and, um, and get bred from in New Zealand, which is key. And they um, also, with the breeder, will get money back at the beginning of the following year from anything that's any stakes earned that year by that horse. So I think the biggest bonus is two-year-old fillies by New Zealand bred sires have the potential to earn their owners quite a lot of money. Yeah, and we've got King of Swing, who will of course be available under that. Lazarus, Tiger Tara, Royal Aspirations, Mark Cooler, Sky Valley, just to name a few. You spoke at the start of our chat about the other priorities that will come under the funding. You sp- spoke about horse care and welfare, which is a massive one. Club projects, the promotion of racing and participant projects as well, including the, the driver mentor program. So when can we kind of see all of that stuff kind of start to come into fruition? Well, the education program, we've, uh, we've kicked off the ability to be able to do that and uh, we've, we've contracted uh, a service that can, we can use to develop our own educational program, so that, that'll be underway. The uh, mentorship one, I would hope we would have something in place by Christmas. Uh, we, we just need to, now that we've got the funding approved for that, we need to get organised and determine who those people could be. Uh, the wellbeing's underway now, and that's a Racing New Zealand initiative that um, we've been involved with. Animal welfare is ongoing, and uh, we are supporting that as best we can as well. And the other key one is promotion of racing. So we have been developing over the last 12 months a new website. It's a placeholder out there now called harnesslife.nz, uh, where you can sign up for future information. But that will kick start on the 1st of August. And this is aimed at uh, not your racing participants, not your industry people, though they're welcome to be part of it. It's more customer-facing. Who are we trying to target out there? Your 25 to 40-year-olds coming to the races and trying to grow that next generation of people supporting Harness. So that'll kick off on the 1st of August. So it's five years. We're, we're locked in for... Catherine, I guess a question that many people will have is after that five years what kind of happens? So what can you tell our stakeholders in regards to that? Well, after five years, it'll be what we earn. And that's why the, the joy of it is we've got five years of assured funding. That gives us, gives us the ability to try a few things without any harm. You know, not we're not going to lose out. And But it also gives us the ability to grow harness, to grow wagering. And that's what we're all about. Because the more people that wager on our product, uh, the more money we earn from that point of view, the more money both uh, the TAB and TAME will, in, will earn and the more money the codes will earn. So from our point of view, it's critical that we spend our money in the right places over the next five years. Uh, we target the right initiatives and breeding is one of them because we need product in five years' time to be going around the races. And the way our breeding numbers have been, they've been falling, so we need to try and increase that. 
uh, geofencing hopefully will come in in the next two years. And if it does, that will be a game changer because it will bring a lot more money back into New Zealand. So, But at the end of five years, the deal's off. There's no assured funding and we will be paid on what we earn. So it's really important that all our participants get behind us and support what we're trying to do and just help us put out a um, more professional, better product out there that people want to wager on. Catherine, thanks very much for your time this morning. Very, very insightful, and we thank you for your support as well, along with HRNZ of ECNZ Trots Talk. Uh, You enjoy your day. Thank you. That's Catherine McDonald giving us the overview of the stakes and uh, whatnot, full of the funding out of HRNZ.